our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the geek nation you're listening to spoiler alert the weekly conversation or discussion about comic books about this week's books they're comics and we talk about them when I you graded intros i'm johnny destructo with me this week is mark underscore l underscore miller <laughs> also no hey i want everyone to know that when jd runs out of things to say his arms fluctuate up and down yeah. i'm like a robot yeah, exactly. And it's, um, I wish I, you should be a gift. You're a human <laughs> gift. You know what? I'm a gift to all of humanity. Also with us this week is Brian Lieb. Hey, hey. Uh, do you have a, oh, right. Brian Lieb. I am. I am. Asterisk Lieb. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Asterisk Lieb. Parentheses. Brian, quote Lieb, end quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like that one. <laughs> no, I was very excited. We had some emails. Turns out, though, Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight sent us next week's email this week so he was talking about the books that i guess he read this week that we're also going to talk about later so then i guess i'll just read that next week anyway let's talk about we got we got we're chock full chock Chaka, full of nuts chocka blocka uh of books to discuss this week let's kick it off with amazing spider-man number 826 uh tw- that's I mean, the legacy numbering the the current numbering is 25 i just want to say yet again I love the legacy numbering. I love that they still do that. I thought this was awesome. I think if you've got, first of all, 60 pages of Spider-Mania is on the cover. And it really is. All new. Yeah, that's really great. I thought for sure that there was going to be, oh, here's Amazing Fantasy 15 reprinted in the back. Here's the first appearance of Carnage reprinted in the back or something. Since Carnage is. We did get a stupid cartoon thing. This was was awesome. The cartoon done by a computer. Dan Hip? Dan Hip, yeah. Dan Hip drew that. that well, the, awesome. the, the, uh, so describe it. And, and so there's a <laughs> meme going around. There's many memes going around. It's like, we fed a computer 1,000 episodes of The Wire, and then the computer allegedly printed out its own version of an episode of The Wire. And so the gag here is that we made a computer uh, read 1,000 issues of Spider Man and made it write. Wait, its own wait, issue wait, was it a gag? I actually thought it was real. Yeah, because that does happen. That sunspot. That's an sun... actual thing. Yeah, yeah the movie make... Sunspring. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, they had they yeah. have they've had AIs like write screenplays and then film oh, yeah. it or oh. or a TV show. Like that that's a, a real gag. thing. It no. named it, it I thought was, like, maybe my name like is Benjamin. I yeah. figured. Yeah. I figured one was <laughs> then like, Skywin it went live. Yeah. The first one was real. And then everyone else just maybe. But I actually I guarantee you they did not actually feed a computer. Issues of Spider-Man. This was right. a gag written by somebody. <laughs> um, Who's listed as the writer? Need a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. You Let's... don't have a mouth, stupid. <laughs> computer. Oh God damn it! <laughs> no, you actually brought that home. That was pretty good. Um, so let's, all right, so let's start at the beginning. Sixty pages of Spider-Mania. This this is how you do a like double or triple size comic book. This is all new stuff. Yeah. Every there's different artists, but every artist is there to draw its specific thing. It has a formula to it. Um, it's not just 
oh, an artist is going to draw the first three pages, the next artist will draw the next three pages, et cetera, et cetera. Each artist was drawing a specific subplot in the book. And I thought this was just fantastic. I thought this was a lot of fun. And it really, I think, is a jump up from the end of Hunted, which I was a little disappointed by. I think this is I awesome. think I'm, I think I'm still kind of suffering the echoes of that. Like, um, uh, I still don't think it was like a, a... So, yes, this was a really fun read for me. Um, it was all new. I kind of dig this bug dude, the me Kindred. Too. He's He's pretty... He's gnarly. Um, and they're calling him Kindred, but the whole thing is that he... You can't know his name or you can't tell his name. He's a demon. Hmm. Essentially, like, um, the the way that they're they're kind of positioning him, he's a new villain, but a demon that kind of gave Quentin nice. his life back. And, nice. yeah. yeah, Quentin Beck had killed himself after oh. Guardian Devil. Yeah, yeah. The Kevin Smith series, the Daredevil series. And he wound up coming back to life. And this is supposedly the demon that allowed him access to be reborn. Yeah, uh, and it, it appears out of some sort of hatred for Peter Parker or and or Spider-Man, or at least, like, he has so much potential in another way. So it's like Which this... I should feel strange about, because I was vehemently against... Um, what's One his name? Mephisto. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Spider-Man doesn't belong making deals with the devil, and the devil... <laughs> does, it feels weird that the devil's involved in a Spider-Man book, but then this little demon guy... It's the whole same vibe, but for some reason it doesn't bother me as much. Well, it's a smaller time demon. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the kindred means one's family and relations, or similar in kind and related. So do you think this is like another clone, or maybe Ben Parker, or maybe his dad? I'm curious. He, one of his he parents. definitely seems to have a previous tie to the character. It's somebody yeah. who has returned for revenge for, for one reason or another, right? That's what we're getting? Yeah, but what, what character would have... That's that's the question. You know, it would be interesting. Kane? The guy Kane's that Norman he didn't dead arrest. Back? The guy yeah. he didn't arrest. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy that killed Ben. Doesn't he? He goes after oh, him later, crook. right? Yeah, the, the crook. crook. Yeah, right. I don't think he kills him, but yeah. you know, he did in the movie, but accidentally. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. yeah, he let him down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what happened to that. Did you, for the lack of a better word, Joe Chill. I don't, <laughs> that's the guy who killed Batman's Batman. Batman. parents. Yeah. I forget yeah. this guy's name, but. There was a comic that came out in the 80s, I think, that dealt with that, but I'm not sure when, what hmm. it was. Yeah, I'd be curious. I, 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 here's the thing, though. I am genuinely curious who this character is going to yes. be revealed as. This is classic, old-school, whodunit Spider-Man villain stuff. Mm -hmm. um, um, the, um, well, like I was trying to say, I, I, think, I think I'm still kind of reeling from the fatigue of Hunted. Hunted. Which we loved up until a point. Yeah, it was the point where it just became too much. Like, yeah. it went on too long. This issue, uh, all of it, the multitude, the magnitude of it actually does do a really good job of putting a lot of things back in the box. So it so it keeps Quentin back on the board. It introduces this new character through an avenue. It put it, it sets up the stakes. But then it also, the, the, middle, ha the middle chunk of it um, creates a new slash old status quo for Mary Jane. Mm. It kind of puts her back into the acting world in like a fun, weird way. Yeah. Which was, from anyone who doesn't know, uh, it was back in the 90s, around the time that Todd McFarlane was drawing the book and uh, Eric Larson. Was it David Michelini who was writing it at the time? Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I like that as well. I like that they're tying in that whole... And I, I like that whole subplot with her going to the show, the Galactus Broadway show. Yeah. Um, and being such a good actress uh, in that sequence that um, she has, she kind of gets tickled by the acting bug again. It felt it felt very cheesy, but not in a derogatory way. Mm -hmm. It just it felt like old school, early '90s, late 
80s comic booking yeah, spider-man yeah. which nick spencer seems to like really be digging like every single one of his arcs thus far for this book has kind of took a flavor of that and tried to reintroduce it or mm-hmm. do something different with it he's used what now since uh black hat um craven's last hunt craven's last hunt quentin beck now and mm-hmm. who who was his first his first go around oh he brought the triforce what was that the tri-sentinel returned yeah the Again, tri-sentinel the returned 90s. Um, eric larson drew that and he has kind of rejiggered the status quo of J. Jonah Jameson also. Mm-hmm. So like he's done a lot of really like cool things that harken back to an older time and I enjoyed it but for some reason I, reading through it I actually almost forgot all of it until we started talking about it. Again. Oh no kidding. Like I, it, it I didn't it. It, uh, in, it entertained me but it hasn't stuck. Like oh. this is this still felt like an extension of last issue which was just an Not in between. Me, this was like my favorite book of the week. I was I was all oh. about it. But of course I'm the Spidey guy so that's It felt like an in between. Um even I'm looking at this page here uh Ludwig Reinhardt. So uh Rick Taylor was in my shop. He used to he was a comic book colorist but mm-hmm. he's a um a regular now at my shop. And we were talking about the Spider-Man movie that just came out Far From Home which de- dealt with uh, Mysterio and I was like I never re- no one cares about Mysterio he's not a character that I specifically have ever cared about basically once you get through his illusions you pop him in the face and he's done but there was one story that I really liked where Spider-Man kept seeing these hallucinations and he thought he was literally going mad so he went and made an appointment with a therapist and the therapist wound up being Mysterio at the end and I said that's my favorite Mysterio story and then this week I read this like two days later and they <laughs> directly calls back to that character <laughs> Uh, which I, I just, I was tickled. This book was printed for you. Yeah, yeah, and it worked. Uh, Mark? Yeah, it's interesting that he fights drones in this issue as well, which drones were such a big part of uh, the oh, Spider-Man yeah. movie. That's right, I didn't make that uh, connection, yeah. Um, but uh, this was much more of a Mary Jane issue than a Peter Parker issue, which is fine. Um, it's not really a celebration of the 25th issue, though. Um, but it it was, it, I, I think it worked. I, I, I was not as impressed with um, just... Ryan Stegman's art, is that his name? No. Oh, Otley. No. Ryan Otley. Ryan Otley's art. Seeing it side by side with... Uh, um, Humberto Ramos? Yeah, Humberto Ramos' stuff. I just like Ramos' stuff so much better. Um, I just, I would just take his stuff over the other art any old day. But um, but yeah, I mean, this, the story was fine. I It's weird that this elect... Electro is a female, but it's still called Electro. But I guess you can't call her Electra. Exactly. It's it's it's, they've kind of painted themselves in a corner with that one. But um, oh, that was Dan Slott's doing. Yeah, she's been around for a hot minute. Yeah. Well, I think that was when uh, it was he was doing the Clone Saga thing again, right? Didn't he do it like three times? It was was before that. Yeah, she's been around for a while. But yeah, Um, he had like three callbacks to the Clone Saga. Yeah, but um, <laughs> not a bad book. I like it that they they're giving MJ something to do other than just sit at home and worry about Peter. Yeah, um, I mean she was doing the Stark. I, it's it's weird though that she had that inferiority complex uh, with that other uh, woman. Actress. I get it um, because she used to be in that sort of like model world, and um, to the model, it doesn't seem like she's been doing much. But she has been like running Stark Enterprises and and opening businesses and, and doing things like that. So it's not like she's she hasn't accomplished anything in her life. But mm-hmm. um, it just, just goes to show what's important in MJ's life. So that was kind of cool. Um, the the way uh, Stegman draws um, this Kindred, or I'm sorry, Rot- Otman, uh, draws these, uh, draws the this unnamed bad guy. I don't know. Sometimes his face is just a little 
off and weird. Huh. Um, I liked it when he was more shrouded in shadow. I gotcha. Um, I'm interested in this big wall. I guess he's going to go through. He's going to start hunting down all the other spider people, mm-hmm. which is cool. And I like the uh, I like the uh, one ending where um, uh, uh, Spider Man 2099 comes in. Oh yeah, the future is dead or something like that. Yeah, yeah he's and, been around, right? He, he's been stuck in the present for yeah, a while now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah his own book seems like, like last year. Did he go back again? Last he must year? have. I gave up on that book. It was a Peter yeah. David book, uh, yeah. and I think it stopped. And then he started doing the Ben Riley Kane Scarlet Spider book. Huh. Yeah. In its stead, I was real surprised that I wasn't as into like Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I. You think is awesome, and Peter David, I think, is awesome. Yeah, and I, for whatever reason, I did not Ditto. really get into that book. Same. Yeah. I think I, I vaguely remember the redesign of the costume. Yeah, the redesign. Um, I, yeah, I am intrigued it. by this new uh, Sinister Six. The Syndicate. Uh, syndicate. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's got all the you know the female uh, versions of the characters, plus um, White Rabbit, which is always fun, a fun character. Yeah, she's a nut. Yeah. So uh, let's say so we got White Rabbit. We have the Beetle, the Beetle, Pace Pot, Petra. Well, I don't know what her name is. <laughs> um, and uh, then Doctor Octopus. Who's the one on the upper right? Is, is she a new scorpion? scorpion? Have we met her? I don't remember her. Yeah, she's been around. She's just like a female scorpion. Okay. Where's, where's Lady Bullseye? Oh, they should have got Lady Bullseye. Yeah, she's not a team player, though. I don't know if you know much about Lady Bullseye. She's a rogue. (laughs) She plays with her own rules. (laughs) What do you guys think? So uh, Patrick Gleason made the move from DC to Marvel, and now he's drawing this backup story that introduced um, uh, Spider-Man 29 back into the fold. How'd you guys like this art? I'm curious. Well, I love Patrick Gleason. Yeah, Yeah, it's not my favorite Gleason art, but it's not bad. It's just... I'm used to it being him being on a Batman book, so I guess I'm just a little weirded out. Yeah, but. and then you got Todd Knock. I, I, Which, I've never been a big yeah. fan. Yeah, and I didn't really care for that story. Actually, this is the only I kind of actually forgot about this completely. <laughs> I did with, too. Like I don't know, some sort of color alien. He like messes with the colors of your everything. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> care. Colors is the bottom part of his suit, yellow. Yeah. He shoots right. At, he shoots him right in the nuts. So you don't know what kind of. Well, he can't have as children. As a guy who now. had testicular Radiation. cancer, I gotta say I'm concerned for Pete. Well, he's probably going to have a blue-skinned child. Mm-hmm. Maybe his pubes get turned different color. That would be that would be so, your would first concern. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. We'll... <laughs> <laughs> but, but I thought this was fun. I thought this was a really good triple-sized issue i thought it was worth my money yeah it, it was, was good. good this team up though it was just kind of throwaway it ended ends in like a face slap um by strange so it's just i don't like just jokey team up. yeah like that, that yeah i just didn't like that one one at all um yeah oh, i and i hated the last one just like. oh i thought that was cute <laughs> i'm just a big fan of dan hip yeah so he's the guy who drew it uh yeah. he's sort of the guy behind the look of teen titans go the cartoon and all that sort of stuff uh, I just always really liked his art. I don't like Teen Titans Go, but I do like Dan Hip. Um, so I was happy to see that. But yeah, it was f- cute enough. Well, and then in the next issue, we have the return of um, of Boomerang and all of his buddies in the uh, uh, Deadly Foes of Spider-Man. Which which is um, exciting for me because I actually really loved those arcs before they got into Haunted. That was so fun. Like um, Just the idea of having Pete 
at a quizzo about Spider-Man at the <laughs> bar with no name. Yeah. Just mopping the floor with all his rogues <laughs> was freaking hilarious. And Red, him and uh, Boomerang interacting is a fun, that's a fun pair. Yeah. So. Yeah, Nick Spencer is good at um, the balance of drama and humor in Spider-Man, I think. For the most part. So pick it up, readers. Uh, all right, Batman number one. This book is still going. Uh, uh, number from- I'm sorry, Batman. Oh, I was looking at Batman Universe. Batman number 74. This book is still going. <laughs> uh, by Tom King and Mikhail Janin. Issue one, not canceled yet. God. What's happening? <laughs> at least something happened. Like the last oh, yeah. issue was uh, Daddy, Daddy Batman pulling Baby Batman through the desert and he's singing songs and punching fucking ninjas in the t- fuck you fuck that I, I hated it but at least something happened in this issue i hated 73 less uh-huh. uh i didn't love it but I, it was like a low bar to, to clear the yeah. fact that we haven't had just two characters interacting for a long time mm-hmm. um, it the bar hasn't been set low enough in this series well it's it's being cleared now because the bar was that low uh, I was fine with this. Uh, I liked I liked the idea of so I the whole time I was wondering so Bruce is not actually going to try and resurrect his mother. That's not going to happen. Right. So why is he going along with this whole thing and then getting them together down in the pit? I really liked that turn. Same. I liked that turn a lot. And now I'm for the first time in about fifteen issues. I'm actually excited about the next one. And I'm going to be honest. That last panel was a good cliffhanger. Yeah. You, all, all you see is the gloved bat hand climbing its way out, but you don't know which of the two Batman it is. Yeah, I, I love the Batman idea of... not wearing gloves in this issue. Oh, at the very end, they're both wearing gloves fighting each other. I like the idea of, I took you all the way down here because, honestly, I don't know if I could best you, but I know that I could at least stop you from getting up. Yeah. That was great. That was great. That was like, I really liked that a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I think that this issue... It, I, it's obvious that it seems like maybe he has a, a point to all of this stuff, but it just feels right now he's just he's just spinning his paycheck. wheels. Yeah. Spin the wheels, you know. It's it's like he tells a story. Batman's dad tells a story from his perspective. Bruce tells a story from his perspective, and then they end with the same story from the uh, with the actual story. Yeah, this whole time King's been like playing with different types of symmetries with this stuff. And that's why we've been so annoyed with it, because nine out of ten times it hasn't landed. Mm -hmm. This kind of landed. Also, and I hate to be that guy. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to be that guy. Ah! So the turn here is they've been carrying this casket that has supposedly has Martha Wayne's body. Well, it definitely did have Martha Wayne's body in it. And they lower it down into this pit so they can resurrect her. And... uh, Baby Batman knocks Papa Batman into the casket, which breaks, and then all these rocks fall out. And he goes, Baby Batman goes, well, you were sleeping. I buried her in the desert where you will never find her. He's still Batman. Are you going to tell me (laughs) that you were able to drag away a casket in the sand and then replace it with rocks? Maybe just a body. (laughs) While you're sleeping? I mean, he took the body out and... Right. Absconded with that, not the whole casket. It's another I don't buy it kind of... Well, I mean... Batman's the best at what he does until he's not. <laughs> How heavy is that 
or is that body if if he filled it with rocks? I know. Well, she put a lot of she put some weight on. <laughs> in in decomposition, she <laughs> it's decomposition mo- it's mostly gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, well, she didn't. She didn't I, decompose. She recomposed. <laughs> so I don't know. I just while I did enjoy this, that's one thing that I was like, really, you were able to just drag and make all that I, noise, and I, then I feel like, I feel like to some degree, and I'm very guilty of this. We're being harsh on story points that we wouldn't be harsh on with other writers because, because he's dragged us through the mud so long. <laughs> yeah. So like, well, I wouldn't have questioned trick. that for a he's while. He's used this trick so many times. It's like if if a writer will just if he would just write it like a straightforward story, and then maybe every now and then throw something like poetic in there. Mm-hmm. I think it would feel more yeah. like a treat rather than just the same old kind of metaphorical um, story. Mm-hmm. Rather than I mean, we just had like six issues of nightmares mm. um, it was that like were filled eight, with metaphor. Yeah. You know, yeah. Was it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was like sixty-two to ninety-eight. What? What is too many? This? Whatever the yeah. number is, too many of them. So I mean, yeah, I, uh, low bar to clear, but I do like this issue better than last issue. Again, since I think it was since uh, the fifties with um, since the nineteen fifties um, <laughs> with the trial of freeze is yeah. this that's the last time i was really, really excited to read the next issue exactly and that's kind of how i feel now so as long maybe maybe the next issue will be good too and it won't be just an entire issue of whatever batman climbing out of the cave while pontificating Pro- hopefully you know what though i if he's had this like been wanting to stick this landing for so long i'm assuming since there's only like 10 issues left that's what he's been trying to do this whole time i think Listen, i hope you're doing I hope no, I'm doing God's no, work no. by trying to stay positive You're doing about the same this thing show. I did about Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> oh, and, I have, and I'm still. Wait. What's that? I just have zero faith in, in Tom King. I don't think Batman's even going to show up in the next issue. I think it's <laughs> just all on Bane. It's, I mean, next, week, next issue is City of Bane, so it's going to be focusing all on Bane. Oh, and then, yeah, the episode after that, we'll find out who comes out of the cave or something. I am not. I, God damn it. I, am, I, am I Hero in crisis this? You are. I'm I mean, still digesting the hat I, mean, I had to eat. I mean, you were hoping until the second to last issue. I've got like ten. That's true. To hope, I, like it's but not then, that the severity's not that bad. It'll be Batman, Catwoman. Yeah, Bad Cat. I'm gonna read it. God damn it! Yeah, I can't wait it. to see your hopes and dreams crumble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we please move on? Batman <laughs> Universe number one by Brian Michael Bendis and Nick Durrington. My tweet about this was: This should be the main Bat book. Just give me this every month and I will be so happy. This feels like Batman. This feels like a Batman story. It's got the Riddler in it. He's actually doing some detective work. The art is fucking gorgeous. I love Nick Garrington. I'm so glad that he's doing a Bat book because uh, you may not have seen his work if you weren't reading um, Doom Patrol. The first series of Doom Patrol that came out from Gerard Way a couple years ago. And he was doing all the covers for Mr. Miracle, which looked nice. But, uh, yeah, man, this is – I fucking love this. What did you guys think? Brian! I really liked it. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, quintessential kind of Batman story that is just um, unencumbered by by continuity specifics. It's just Batman Mm -hmm. doing his Batman thing. Uh, I really enjoyed the art. I hadn't thought of this until I was looking at it right now. But I really like the pencil-y kind of style 
Yeah, they aren't. Daring James, the yeah, his boss. He's so good. It's kind of reminds me a little bit of Batman the One Hundred, the Paul Pope thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, oh, that's what like I hadn't thought Guy of until Pierce, now. But the guy who does the guy who does oh. villains for uh, Hellboy. Yeah, Mignola, well, the villains. I was yeah. there, uh, and especially in the daytime scenes, I was actually I was getting some like not as much, but a little bit, especially in the coloring, some. Uh, some um, Darwin Cook vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the faces and stuff. Mm. Also some good. Mike Allred. I, I think I've just A little bit of Mike Allred. I've read, uh, read Ecstatics. Ecstatics. But, um, yeah. yeah, it is Batman. He looks like Mike Allred. Now, I have a question. I did oh, not get this reference, running. and I want to see if I, any of you guys did. The, uh, uh, what was it? Something, it was some side character talking about a cooking show by that guy from Crisis, or that person from Crisis. I, I don't... And I'm like... Who was central to Crisis? I don't know a lot of cooking shows. Is uh, there a pun like crossover there that I'm Psycho missing? Pirate? That's what I'm like. Yeah, like his cake show I, or something. I Whatever. think that this just feels like Brian Michael Bendis doing one of his cute little asides. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's actually referencing a thing. I'm sure uh, huh. um, the sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation will email us <laughs> and let me know if I'm wrong. But awesome. it, yeah, I wondered <laughs> that too. I was like, is that a reference yeah. I'm not getting? I think it's just Brian Michael Bendis being cute. Yeah, I was really thinking when like... the when the Fabergé egg showed up that he was going to bring in like Egghead. <laughs> oh. Give it time. Um, <laughs> I I do want to say that this opening sequence, I have, to my recollection, never seen anything like this. First person shooter for Batman for book. Batman. Hmm. In the in the uh, talking to to Alfred. In the uh, the Batmobile, deciding to rappel up manually, and then the windows he crosses, and then deciding to go back down in his point of view. I've right before the big splash page of what you normally see mm-hmm. him fully sprawled out mm-hmm. coming at you. This is the best book. It's this so was my good. favorite. This was you my favorite what? book of the week. Uh, you know, I know I said Amazing Spider-Man was my favorite book of the week, but they huh. may be tied with this. I had such a good time with it. Yeah, I read this and with a smile. When was I was like... done, I was I felt very. I was elated that I was excited about a Batman book, yeah. given that I had before this read Batman seventy four. <laughs> it was a, it was like a morsel. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it was like this little this little Batman little treat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bat treat. Yeah. Mark, what'd you think? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I like it that it not only um, does a great Batman story and sets up a cool mystery, but it also kind of has Batman. This is kind of like a team up book. It seems in some sense, just to show that like how Batman interacts with other people in the universe in like the, in the, uh, um, DC universe, um, mm-hmm. like with, um, Jenny Hex shows up or Ginny Hex. Ginny, yeah. And, uh, then, um, with green arrow showing up at the very end, um, it's, those are fun characters to play with. Um, even the fact that, I don't know, maybe we're going to have a time travel story and have him, Batman, go back and interact with uh, Jonah Hex. Um, it certainly hints at something like that. Um, this is Brave and the Bold, right? It's very mm. Brave and the Bold, yeah. 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 Now, the only thing I, I tweet, I didn't tweet, I texted you guys and I was like, Ginny seems real old. This is a grown woman. It looks yeah. like uh, this doesn't seem like Ginny Hex from Young Justice, even though it's being written by the same writer, the creator of the character. Well, I think technically this is the introduction of Ginny too, because oh, these really? these were this these is just like Walmart up in the sky. Exclusives. This is the Walmart exclusive. Yeah, you're right. So this technically came out before Young Justice. Hmm. Oh, we... is this? Oh, this is a collection of them from the Walmart things. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So last week we talked about Superman Up in the Sky by Tom King and one of the Kuberts and Adam, Adam Kubert. And that was one of the stories that was in those Walmart books. And then this was 
another because they were they were divvied up into little sections. Yeah, so it was um uh like giant size Batman, giant size Superman, giant size Teen Titans, and giant size Wonder Woman. It was mm-hmm. like four different books, and in each book was a twelve page original story by like a superstar team. So the yeah. Batman one was Bendis and Darrington, the Superman one was King and Qbert. I think the Wonder Woman one was um Amanda Connor. Oh, okay. And someone cool. else. I'm not sure. And that, the Teen Titans one, I have no clue. Yeah, her like, new, uh, that Wonder Woman one will be out um, next week, I think. Oh, well, so we we might as well try and read all the... This was like a one... No, no, there's oh. no, there's more. Oh, there so, yeah, so it was, it was 12 12-page 12 12, 12 oh, stories cool. okay. that were collected over a year, cool. and now they're going to be six issues, regular yeah. size for stores. Yeah. Hmm. Do you guys want to commit to trying all these? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Because um, these two are great. I like it that um, this happens before Jenny gets the axe to the face and gets the iconic <laughs> scar. Your disgusting fanfic has nothing to do with this show. <laughs> so, Brian, yeah. uh, if you haven't listened to the show before recently, uh, that's uh, Mark's gag is mm-hmm. every time Jenny Hicks comes up, he, he really wants her to get horribly facially scarred <laughs> so that she matches uh, Jonah. Sure, runs in the family. Yeah, kind of thing. the namesake. Oh, so, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think, like, if we're if we're doing callbacks. Um, wasn't what's that book that you wanted Clay Man to draw? Oh, oh man, he would be awesome as the artist on Clayface. <laughs> I don't both, understand. They both have the word Clay, get it? Oh, the Clay, the Clay connection. Yeah, yeah. He's now I get it. Clay connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Clay Man. Ah. I got yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I also want to point out the. Uh, this has a cool fight scene with Deathstroke. It's got a mystery. Mm. It's got there's none. There's nothing of like Batman like crying and punching his friends there's nothing of like there i didn't there wasn't a poem there wasn't a soliloquy there was not a, a dirty limerick or nothing you know we had a riddle i love i love like the last 40 issues of batman just what are they about he cries and he punches his friends <laughs> and dirty That's limericks it. and dirty limericks he sings songs and tells stories yeah. does poetry God. um yeah i don't know um but yeah this was a great issue and if I would like to see Batman or see Bendis on Batman and Tom King on welfare. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Dude, dude. Oof. Not cool. Still a great writer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was brutal. I'm a little bitter. I'm a little bitter at this whole Batman thing. <laughs> oh shit. Um Event Leviathan number two by Brian Michael Bendis Just and stories. Alex Maleev. This is a six issue mystery thriller. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was chugging along. It's kind of fun. Um, is anyone else confused by the fact that we got two questions running around? No. Okay, cool. Hmm. Just me. They just announced that uh, new thing that's coming out. It's a black label one of the, oh, death, the, the death of Vic Sage. Hmm. Yeah, it's what? Jeff Lemire and somebody. Bill Sienkiewicz oh, and what? Jeff Lemire. That sounds yeah. cool. What's, isn't Jeff Lemire doing another Black Label book? He's doing like two. Yeah, it's it's Joker book. Question and Joker, yeah. Oh, yeah. Neat. I mean, I don't care I for another Joker book, but I like Jeff Lemire. What is Renee Montoya up to these days? She's the, we're well, going to find out. We're the okay. other, she's the other question. Okay, again. gotcha. Because yeah. I know, for okay, so for, real quick, for those who don't know, what's his name? Vic Sage? Mm-hmm. Vic Sage. Was the original question. And before the New 52 happened, uh, Vic Sage died of lung cancer because he kept smoking and then Renee Montoya who we know from Gotham Central, Central. one of the and the animated f- series is where she oh. premiered oh yeah really yeah, yeah, yeah. oh she was like a Harley Quinn 
Yeah, there was a weird thing with her where I think she actually came out in a comic like a month earlier, but had been created for the animated now, series. Now, by came out, do you mean because she's a lesbian? Oh, no. That did not happen until later. Okay. I mean, like, appeared in a comic Thank about you. a month earlier, and then I don't think I don't think her sexuality was addressed for many in the In the cartoon? Okay. Yeah, not in the cartoon, uh, okay. no. I, well, I didn't pick up on it when I was yeah. a kid. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she took over and became the new question mm-hmm. and then when the new 52 happened i don't believe we saw the question they did those three characters didn't they the question the, the... question was in the new 52 completely revamped as like i don't know that we ever found out it was who like he was, a celestial but... being of some sorts yeah, right yeah, yeah. it was um, phantom, phantom stranger, stranger yeah uh pandora yeah the question and, and specter thank you yeah wait was it i thought it was just the three of them i was like oh because or... they called it trinity Oh, was they? it just yeah. the three? Oh, there you go. But well, anyway, we never found out what he. Uh, it must have really got stuck for asking a question or something. Yeah, who cares? Anyway, uh, that was stupid. Did, yeah. But oh, okay. yeah, he was Judas. He no, was like the Judas. Stranger was Judas. The Phantom oh, Stranger was oh, Judas, God, and the gold means... around his necklace was it's the gold so... pieces that he got yeah. for. When it, you know what? When it yeah. works, it yeah. sounds cool. But when it doesn't, it sounds convoluted, just yeah. like that. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, now we have Vic Sage. The question is back, but then also there is a female question that I'm assuming is Renee Montoya. What was that just in? Uh, Lois Lane number one. Ah, which was great. It was great. So, okay, now we're here. Event Leviathan at the end of episode one. Um, Damien has decided that it is the Red Hood. Oh, that was the end of the Year of the Villain. Leviathan Rising? No, it was the the Year of the Villain one-shot little special. Really? It It was the zero issue where Damien ends it with, tell me why this isn't Red Hood. Yeah, Yeah. explain (laughs) to me how this isn't. Yeah. Yeah. so here they all they all come after Red Hood and then he's like, Hey, don't run and he's like, Nah, I'm gonna run. Yeah. You're do you know me? Yeah. Um Matt. I would like to make a comparison between this and uh a complaint I had for all like nine issues of Heroes in Crisis. Go. And I hate doing this because it's like now it's just become this this segment of the show where we compare Bendis and King unfavorably. <laughs> yeah. But um so <laughs> The man that a big problem. On. A big joke. A big problem that I had for Heroes in Crisis. It, it felt the whole series felt reactionary. It felt like it was constantly telling me something after the fact that happened. It wasn't showing me anything. It was just telling me, like in recap, this happened, and then you're only seeing like the fringes. Like it told you a side story the yeah. whole time. Never really got anywhere. This is technically doing the same thing, but but it's better. It reads well, better. It's also showing. Well, it's not. It, it's it kind of showing back to show. Well, yeah, it does that too. But it's the the center the center of the book or what you're paying attention to, like primarily, is the recap where they're telling you like the uh, the um, the ramifications of what was hap- what had happened already. Yeah, that didn't have that. And this the more interesting story is the recap for this. Like in this instance, it's just um, it's just really well done. Like I I like the idea of like the. The force is the detectives in this, the group of detectives. Yeah. So it's not important who fought who. That's given short shrift in the story. It's important what that means, what they took from it, and how they're moving forward. So, like, it's a different type of event. It almost doesn't feel like an event at all. Right. Which it's I really, really like. It's a whodunit. Yeah, it's great. it weirdly has the word event, event in the title. In the title. <laughs> I always thought that was very strange. Yeah. Um, but I love this team of detectives. So we've got, let's see if I can name them all. We've got Lois Lane, Green Arrow, Damien, Batman, Manhunter, The Question, and for some reason, Plastic Man. He gets in with Batman sometimes in the more recent years, right? As but is like he a his... detective? He's kind he's of... He's a thief. Well, he's, he's in the a... criminal underworld. He comes from it. and Batman, I feel like 
in sometimes is kind of takes him under his wing as like a Eel O'Brien has potential. Uh-huh. Uh, He's an investigator. Kind of He's always been kind of a. Is like, he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. though, I'm uh, thinking more of um, Elongated Man. That's the one. Been the oh, he's definitely the more of the investigator. Well, he's the straight up PI. Yeah. 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 But we haven't. Have we yeah. seen him in the new 52, Mark? <sighs> I think he yeah, was in Secret like Six. one thing. Secret Six. In the new 52, there was a Secret Six? There was no Secret, was Six. Secret Six. Yeah. I think he was in a in a picture in like a splash page with the Justice League My, International don't or something. Remember, it was Dale Eaglesham. Oh, what? It was Dale Eaglesham and and Gail Simone. Wasn't it the Secret Six? That was that after was the new. 52, that was pre though. New Fifty Two, right? With Catman, no, there was, a was new... like a major character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a new one, and it, wow. and it was huh. them uh, and. Oh, oh God, they had talent in there, and oh. they were living in a house next door and it was like they were living in in suburbia and there was a character named big shot and he oh, was right. actually and it turned out that he elongated was... me yeah you're right you're right you're right thank you yeah. wow i totally big forgot was... <laughs> big yeah big shot was elongated man in sort of disguise and he was looking the whole time for uh sue dibney sue dibney and he wife. found her at the end yeah. huh. Oh, thank you. I, to- I don't think I read that whole series, and I completely forgot about it, but you're absolutely right. Arts. Well, let me ask you this, Noel, yeah. since we're the only two people. I would recommend this. Would you recommend this? I would absolutely recommend this. Great. The art is great. Uh, the story's fun. I do have a thought about it, though. Uh, so I haven't read any of the Event Leviathan stuff, although I am interested in doing mm-hmm. so. Um, they had said in the beginning, they're like, it's this, the mystery is who this person is, and it could be a hero, it could be a villain. Yeah. And they're, I think it would be really interesting if it's not a hero who is like going too far, but a villain who wants to be good and yes. is doing the right thing, but is doing it poorly. Uh-huh. And I say this without having read any of it, so that could be. Well, the other yeah. interesting thing is no one's been killed, mm. supposedly. There's yeah. no bodies. That's mm. literally brought up. Of a like, lot. You know, uh, all this stuff is happening, but there have been no bodies. Mm. And someone was like, oh, it's because... They got disintegrated, but then the other person's like, "No, I, I just don't think there's bodies yet." Right. I, I think so, they're also they're they're they've been hinting at and literally showing recruitment drives. Yeah. So like the half of this issue, they don't know where Batgirl is or Batgirl hasn't shown up yet. But we see we've seen him um, the Leviathan character offer her something. Yeah. But we end. don't know what it is. Mm. Yeah. So and and we've seen that two or three times throughout Bendis's Superman run. Or uh, Action Comics was where Leviathan started showing up. So this very well could be a new status quo that's not necessarily evil, mm. which is makes it kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. It's another good who done it. Mm. I like a good who done it. Done who it. As long as whoever did done it isn't dumb. And they got theirs done good. It, it seems to have come quite a long way from when it was basically Raja Ghoul and uh, Talia, like the Grant Morrison Leviathan. Yeah, yeah, Talia was the last one in charge of Leviathan, Talia, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they talk about so, that a little bit in the book too. The fact that um, all of these organizations usually do come from somewhere, and they they change. So, like the CIA had certain origins and mm-hmm. in, in something else, and then oh, it became okay. the, like the the uh, the conceit is that uh, Leviathan has been co opted. It is no longer her, and now it's this something new or stranger or dangerous. Yeah, we we have seen her actively approached by leviathan and tossed out of a helicopter hmm. yeah so she's definitely it, not in on it is there a face to the to the bad guy yet not yet just this he's mask. got this cool ass mask that's <laughs> about it okay it's almost uh insect like hmm. like it's almost like 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 it may have mandibles like um an eyeless 
It's almost got oh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. insecty metallic face. It's really cool. But I think this is. I gotta say, man, I've said it before, but. I had lost steam with Brian Michael Bendis over the years at Marvel, mm-hmm. and I yeah. he has hit such a stride with a lot of these books. I think that Naomi is a lot of fun, or not fun, but at least interesting. It doesn't feel like a fun book. Um, very dialogue-heavy, but it is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Event Leviathan's good. His Superman has been awesome. Action has been awesome. Young Justice is Young fun. Justice is one of my Young favorite Justice. books. Yeah, so um, he's killing it. His... Uh He's doing Legion next. Yeah, I've never, I've never read Legion, but I I'm just, so in. I actively <laughs> don't like the Legion because <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis is going to be writing it. Well, fuck, I guess I'll read a Legion book. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one that you I did... used to love, I loved uh, Mark Wade's version of Legion. It was oh, me fun. too. The Barry Kitson art. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah, they each had like cool, like kind of take on the traditional power. Also, all of their costumes mm. had like a geometric kind of symbol Element. for what they were. You know, like uh, yeah. um, Colossal Boy, who insisted on being called Micro Lad because he was from a race of giants and he could shrink. Oh. And they refused to call him that. But his symbol was like a small square and a big square. <laughs> and it had a lot of cool like takes that embraced yeah. the, the Sounds very yeah. John Hickman-y. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah. A little bit. Just, I mean, in design yeah. sense. Proto-Hickman-y. Yeah. Pre-Hickman. <laughs> nice. Um, I, think I, know, I think I know who is under the uh, insect mask in Event Leviathan. Clayman? Clayface, Ginny Hex. It's Insect Man. Is there? Did you look that up? Is there an Insect Man? No, it's actually no. Condiment King. Go home. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tom King. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh God damn it! Oh. I was. Right. I still enjoy you as a writer, sir. Because I know you're listening. Invisible Woman number one by Mark Wade and Mattia De Iulis. Boy. Yes. I probably did not do that correctly. But, all right. I saw that Invisible Woman was getting a four or five issue miniseries when I was doing my pre-orders a couple months ago. And I went, ah, jeez. Ah, jeez. I don't care about Invisible Woman. I also don't care about the Fantastic Four. And... But it was a new number one. And uh, the cover by Adam Hughes was real nice. I thought, you know what? Let me just, let me just do my two and see how it goes. And I got to say, this was a great issue. Um, I don't know if this is previously decided on continuity for Sue Richards or if this is new stuff that Mark Wade is making up. Uh, he's retconning her, her origin stuff. So basically, all her origin... Fantastic Four shit went down, but then back in the day, even I would say back in her Kirby years, right? Yeah, she still has that old costume on. Well, it says ten years ago, and that's Marvel's thing, right? The like, Marvel sliding, sliding scale, scale. everything, yeah. Yeah, 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 slides forward. So if it, so, yeah. this was a back back around the ten years ago when they were just becoming the. And Fantastic she was just Four. learning to use her force, force fields. fields. Yes. So yeah. So um, yeah, it turns out she was an agent of Shield, like a some like a like a weekend warrior agent of Shield. Yeah. They would just like pull on her whenever they needed something specific. Yeah, old school Nick Fury. Um, whenever something was slightly out of his abilities, he would you know dip his toe in the uh, yeah in the superhero. It pool. makes sense that the Invisible Woman too would yeah. be like of prime choice for yeah. his yeah. for his brand of cloak and dagger espionage. You know, and I gotta say, I love pulling her out of. And again, I haven't read that much Fantastic Four. I, I don't find them that interesting over a long period of time. Like yeah. I'll dip in for a couple of hmm. interesting stories. But overall, they don't pull me in. And I've always felt that Reed 
I'm sorry, Sue is just kind of there to buffer off of the rest of the family who have actual personalities. And Sue always just felt like a woman who is there for the other personalities to bounce off of. And again, she's a straight I'm, man. I'm sure that's not the case throughout all of their history. I'm sure other writers have brought more to her than that. But this is the first time where I was like, oh shit, she's actually doing something on her own. She's got a personality of her own and um, she is formidable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's just my take. I thought this she's was dope. Been the most pow- like pretty much the most powerful Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you get the force field. Fantastic Four, I think. Like, she not only can turn invisible, but she can, like, make shapes. She can make force fields. She can make, you know, like, all of that stuff, which is pretty essential in a, you know, a battle. Yeah. Oh, I, she's thing. good at, like, I liked her when she, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. There was a writer who had her making a threat where she was saying that she would create a force field inside someone's brain. Yes, I remember that. And I went, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah. the most badass thing I've ever heard yeah. anyone threaten yeah. somebody with um <laughs> but of course she didn't do it because she sued then, wasn't she oh you dropped off what wasn't she what oh, oh mark? god uh mark no mark wasn't she what oh, no! <laughs> okay what so wasn't she going didn't she say she was going to expand the bubble yeah yeah and then like explode the head yeah yeah which i thought was awesome yeah. Yeah, I thought it was awesome too. Sorry, <laughs> that was a, that was a long walk. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn technical difficulties. This, this book was good though. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, um, not to be not it should be mentioned. Her new costume, it's new to me, is so incredibly cool. It is cool. Like the gloves are amazing. Oh, she yeah. just looks so cool. I think yeah. it's all of them, right? I think this is for the new. Fantastic I don't. I don't know. Book. I don't. I don't like dance a lot. I haven't been. Oh, I saw that I don't see. like Dan Slott, but I haven't read any of the Fantastic Four. Mm. I tried the I, first I, issue of the Fantastic Four. No. She's got like brass knuckles. Oh yeah, they don't make any sense for gloves, but they look cool. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, cool, but yeah, it's. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they're actually little brass knuckles. Maybe they're little for punching people in the it's noggin. to protect her her hands from punching people. And I, I like the idea. Of, so as soon as I don't know why I should have expected Black Widow to show up at the very end. Yeah. And even like you know Mark Wade actually did that really decent uh, Black Widow Black series. Widow series for a while with, with Somni. Chris Somni. Oof. So that just made perfect sense to have her like kind of enter in and then probably pop out. Mm-hmm. Halfway through this arc, it's just this is fun. I like this a lot. Uh, also, so, most likely, uh, Emily Blunt um, was supposed to play Black Widow, and she'll probably most likely play Invisible Woman. I'd be in for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would like Emily Blunt to play really any any character. I like her a lot. Sure. Um, I am a, a really big Fantastic Four fan, and although it kind of sounds familiar, her, her like being recruited one time or something, I don't think that this is previously established continuity that she okay. had this like ongoing relationship now someone who as someone who cares about the fantastic four yeah, does yeah. that bother you this new addition to her no not at all okay no i don't mind i mean i often enjoy retcons um especially if it slots into it's just like a previously untold story it's not like oh sue storm uh i don't know like is a murderer now or right, is yeah. a i don't know or has done this thing or previously knew 
I can't think of anything I wouldn't like in this okay. in this circumstance. But you know what I mean? It doesn't mm. change her as a character. It's just like a cool thing that she did that they never talked about mm-hmm. before. Yeah. yeah, their continuity like the continuity of these characters is often like Swiss cheese. There's holes sure. where you could just plug in things all yeah, the yeah. Now I would say the only problem if I had a problem with it would be who the fuck hasn't secretly worked for Shield? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I mean, just like a thing that they do with every character at some point or another. But I mean everybody. It's cool. But, yeah. Like I would I would work for Shield. Shield, if you're listening. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Mark, what'd you think? Well, he's going to uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> There you are. Do you hear me? <laughs> if we just pretended we couldn't hear you for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Mark, we Mark, were, are you there? Hello? Mark? Well, I guess he's not there anymore. Mark. Hey, you guys. <laughs> no, no. I'm here. You're legitimately here, breaking I... up. All right, go. I exist. All right. I like this book. <laughs> Short and sweet. Perfect. The art was great. The art is I think great. They showed her, her in profile a little bit too much. I don't know why, but that annoyed me. Hmm. Okay. Didn't occur to me, but I. Her, her nose yeah. is very. She's got a really distinct kind of profile, like especially her nose. It's like her face is kind of almost cartoony a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, she she's in profile quite a bit, but. Um, I did like uh, that. It was interesting that she interacted with Nick Fury, and then she interact or she interacted with uh, Old uh, Man Fury, David, David Hasselhoff, uh-huh. and then also <laughs> Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind was... of expected Marvel to just sort of quietly never talk about older Nick Fury again, he's... and you know just have it be like, oh yeah, he's kind of always been. He's this always guy. been Nick or um, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the unseen. That's true. Right? Is that Is what they still... call it? Is he still doing that? Whether he's like filling in for the watcher? Yeah, he's the un- right. the he's unseen. Still up there on the moon? Yeah. yeah. Is it yeah. the unseen? I would see him hmm? if he watches all. What's that? I, I yeah, I think they should bring him back. I mean, they brought everybody else back. Just and just have have uh, Colonel Fury being the active one, but Nick Fury can be like you know he can be just be the older, the older guy that is no longer part of Shield. Uh huh. It doesn't seem like there's any shield anymore, which I think they should just pull the plug and have another shield. Come yeah. on. Um, Nick Fury's old as dirt. Were, were, what yeah, happened in Original Sin? Yeah, so he, he really did age in real time. He was like 90-something. Uh-huh. Um, no, and had, everything was LMDs. He had the Infinity Formula, right? Yeah, but he still aged in real time. Or he still aged a lot. Oh. Like he wasn't grab it off your shelf. No, he was he was a super old man on the wall, <laughs> and everything was LMDs. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All along, right? Was it well, good? all along is I in like since the sixties. That. Now that's a retro. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. But he had always had like the most advanced LMDs, and they mm. just kept replicating themselves on top of each other. Mm. So, with that said, she is probably interacting with a life model decoy oh, of. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts. What if Samuel L. Jackson is an LMD? <laughs> you mean really? young yeah. Nick Fury? Mm-hmm. No, I mean the actor. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> David Hasselhoff made... It's possible. <laughs> I mean, Samuel anything Jackson is possible. <laughs> but yeah, this this book was great. I was I was really pleasantly surprised. I was expecting nothing out of this. I thought it would be a bunch of... A hooey! A mm. load of bunk, as they say. As the kids these days say. I've heard them say that. Yeah. Recently, too. Yeah. yeah. They come yeah, into yeah. my shop and they go, this is a load of bunk. And yeah, they skedaddle. Mean. It's really mean. Yeah, it hurts my feelings. But this was great. Off I liked to the it soda shop. This is a good... To buy nickel... To buy nickel candy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Do we want to talk about Reaver? 
by Justin Jordan. I, I didn't, didn't, I read, didn't it. read it. I read it. I thought it was I cool. Will. It was like a, a cool sort of intro into a different fantasy world. All right, well, um, give me a second. All right. So, all right, next up we got <laughs> Reaver number one, put out by Image by just friend of the show, Justin Jordan. And He's a friend of the show, you know. Is he? Yeah. And not friend of the show, Rebecca Isaacs. I mean, I don't have anything against her. It's just she's never been on she's the show. She's not an antagonist. She's yeah, never. Yeah. <laughs> she's enemy of the show, Rebecca Isaacs. Um, do, you think, do you think Tom King would is we could consider him a friend of the show? <laughs> not anymore. Uh, probably. Actually, if you had your druthers, he'd be unemployed looking for a microphone. Yeah. And maybe we can have him. Yeah, he could, he could Begging has to be on the show. Uh, I didn't read this. Uh, Mark and Brian, take it away. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. It was not indistinguishable from, or I should say, I'm sorry, it's not uh, that distinguishable from other beginnings of fantasy epics, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it was, you know, it has cool elements uh, in play, and I thought their idea of... Uh, um, what does he mention that these swords, you know, the, the whatever people that Rael probably thought swords were magic until they understood how it works. So I like the idea of like magic is is just a different kind of science, um, and it's an interesting cast of characters that that they've got set up. What about you? I I really liked the uh, concept of this. I think that now that this issue is over, I think the rest of the series is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I think it was just um, he required a lot of introductions and um and kind of a lot of uh, a lot of discourse and stuff like that in order for us to get this team together mm-hmm. um i i would have preferred it happen a little shorter than that uh like a little just a little brisker um having more of the action happen on panel than uh just kind of told to us in just these first things but i understand what he was trying to do he was just trying to get these seven people together by the end of this book which is mm-hmm which is difficult, especially since all of them are very different than one another. Um, it's like a Magnificent Seven, Dirty Dozen sort of book, um, which which is cool. Um, and I, I like all the distinct characters, uh, some of which are somewhat influenced from Game of Thrones, especially uh, this berserker guy um, who is very reminiscent of the Hound. He does and, say he'll hold the door at one point, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he does? Yeah. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you could tell, but it's like, I think that's intentional. Um, I like this little uh, creepy girl. She's cool. Witch yeah, she's an interesting... With sharp teeth yeah. who bit off the guy's wiener. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, she's, I mean, she's a little bit like Arya Stark as well. I mean, there's a mm. lot of a lot of Game of Thrones kind of influences here, but I think they're done. It's done in a fun and, and really well done way, um, and it's starting starting out a cool sort of caper uh, for these guys to kind of get into. So that that was cool. Yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you, we, it's right towards the end when we see the anvil for the first time. Mm-hmm. Is a gorgeous page, and I think the idea of that, like. They introduce the idea that you can kind of see things ahead by blood, but the people who normally do this uh, would never do it on a large scale. And then to see it on a large scale is this is this huge thing. And um, I think it's a, no, I just think it's a cool reveal. Uh, yeah, this there. is a scary. He's a scary looking villain, definitely. Um, yeah. And uh, I think um, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how these guys um, yeah. because they're all all very different. Um, there's not seven of them. There's 23 people. There's six uh, of them. Oh, yeah. Six if you count the two that are kind of like organizing the yeah, the yeah. party. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, one kind of reminds me of Jamie Lannister. Uh, the other one, <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't see. Of... I didn't see that much Game of Thrones actually. Um, oh really? Okay. No, not enough to make. I mean, I did think of it when he said he'd hold the door, but that's not. You know, it's not yeah. like you're not allowed to use the phrase "I'll hold the door" anymore. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> but um, I, I think that was also Justin Jordan is such a good. He's a he's a good writer, and so I, you know he's definitely just kind of winking at the at the audience mm. um, in that sense. I think, um, mm. and he's good at world building. I like it when he did that with Spread with Luther Strode. He does mm. he does a really good job of telling kind of like a big story like this, and mm. it's it's a tough thing to do in just that those pages to have us get to know all of these characters mm-hmm. and become invested in them, and then to throw them into something into this kind of adventure, which um, it does get to the action. Um, by the end of the by the end of the book, there's there's quite a bit of action and of, of them trying. Yeah, to well, and right at the beginning first, too. Yeah, um, and at the beginning is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was I, a I good just, intro, a good way to tell like to intro into into who becomes probably the viewpoint character. I yeah. thought that was a pretty cool and and what you said about world building. I thought it was interesting that they use the nickname for a group of people first for like several pages before they say presumably the longer name. And I forget, it's like Esk and Eskelion or something like that. Yeah. I just thought that was a cool... Like, Those Esk uh, bastards. Yeah, right? Uh, I thought that was a cool way to, to introduce that. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I love this scene where the Berserker guy is like just making his way through the army and then he starts turning on his own his own warriors and yeah, um, they're running that. away from him. There's like a reason, I assume. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And that we yeah. will discover... <laughs> at yeah. some later time, you know. If, uh, and I love it that he's got a giant dent in his head. That uh, was cool. That is a really cool thing. Like, yeah, yeah most unusual battle scar uh, kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think um, the way of getting these unlikely um, characters together was cool. Just that they've been poisoned. Um, and I is poisoned. The, and I have to do do this thing in order for... And... and uh, work together in order to like accomplish this goal which is cool yeah uh, now i only read the first two pages and then i got distracted should i read this yes you would you both recommend it yeah i'd recommend it it's definitely uh, a cool first issue um and who knows where it's going but uh, like i said hopefully justin jordan knows maybe not yet i'm I'm gonna email him (laughs) yeah find out do you Buddy, just to check, do you know where this is going? <laughs> but they're mixing they're mixing uh, Dirty Dozen with Reaver, the, with fantasy to make Reaver. But then he's also going to do a a noir kind of mystery with uh, with a fantasy book. That's a, a next book that he's doing. Oh, cool! Hmm. Yeah, that is cool. so that's um, what it says for this book. All right, another book I didn't read: Second Coming, number one, uh, by. Uh, Mark Russell and Richard Pace, Stuart Moore, and Cayetano Valenzuela. And uh, this looks like it's about Jesus. So this book has a interesting history. Wasn't this originally solicited as a black label book? It was DC. No, it was DC Vertigo? Vertigo? Yeah, it was yeah. Vertigo. Okay, but yeah. after the first issue of the penis gate, bat, <laughs> bat dick gate. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it just oh, disappeared me. from I Vertigo. We've all decided it's called the Battlewang. Oh. The ba- uh, is that is that real? Did you just come up with that? No, I've heard it before. That's good though. I mean, we said it on the it? show. Did we? Oh. I'm referencing our own show. Anyway, go ahead. I don't. No, that wasn't Vertigo. That was Black Label. That's what we're. Oh no, about. I know. But the the PP was the PP the bad PP was. I just keep saying PP. <laughs> 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 the 
The bad PP was Black Label, but after that, for some reason, a bunch of books like were purged or delayed. Mm. This, for some reason, right after that, was just taken off the schedule altogether from by Vertigo. The pub, from Vertigo from yeah. DC, um, and Russell found a home for it at Ahoy. Yeah, and this is great. Of, yeah. Is it protested. great? Yeah, they protest the 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 use of Jesus. Who did? Uh. A bunch of Bible guys. The people's. Uh. Um, yeah. But if they had read it, right, he, their take on Jesus is like is the greatest guy, pretty great. Yeah. yeah, although he doesn't seem to be too pleased with what the church has been up to. No, <laughs> you know, um, but it's very how I picture Jesus. Like you know, he's all about being you know, like healing people. And he's essentially just like, hey, yeah, life Sup? is dope. Sup, yeah. be yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just there's be a chill dog. There is an so the issue itself is it starts out. <laughs> I, there's so many layers it's it's crazy uh but it's it's just a all the way through it's an enjoyable read um they hit a couple of like really poignant things the, the difference between what we consider superheroes versus you know actual deities and my favorite part of the book was actually mark russell's letter at the end explaining oh. as to why he wrote this or oh, i did not read that book. i was it this is great this is just straight up great i laughed i laughed some more then, like any good piece of art that surprises you, it just kind of hit me with a lesson and then exited stage left. It was actually really cool. Nice. You know what you were talking about, the superheroes and violence and that kind of thing. Um, I think it's interesting that Superman and maybe even by extension all superheroes are kind of messianic figures, but especially Superman, mm -hmm. right? And they do they do good all the time. That's their whole deal. But they are very violent. You know, yeah. and I don't really think of them as being that violent mm -hmm. because, you know, like Superman doesn't want to fight people, but, but he, he will, does it. He will punch the evil you out know? of you. Right, exactly. And I think if he could, he wouldn't ever hurt anybody. Yeah. Right. But uh, it's interesting that that is sort of an inherent part of superheroes, even though they are, especially in universe, held up as like the best that you could be. Yeah. And it, it's um, it's actually a really funny scene. Um <laughs> so the conceit of this book is that um God is a he's a little toxic. He's a little he's a little manly. He's just like, ah, you know, you got to you got to rule them and they're there for your your enjoyment and ah. And um yeah. <laughs> he uh he comes back from from earth um and Jesus is like, "Hey, why don't you let me give it a go? I I got an idea." So he sends Jesus down, he spends 30 years on the planet, then three years being the son of God, then gets destroyed, comes you know, comes back, and um, God, after a while, sees these superheroes doing, like, a better job of, like, really changing things for the better, and this is great. So he asks the premier superhero, which is Sun Sunspot, or I forget his name. Sun, yeah, Sunstar. Sunstar. Um, to, hey, how, how about you let my son shatter you for a little while? Like, <laughs> hang out with you, like, learn how to really be the savior. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. And he, and then he just drops Jesus off, and Jesus is just like a bright-eyed, doe-eyed, like, "Hey, man, <laughs> awesome." Yeah. So there's a there's a really great scene where um, Sunspot, Sunspot, uh, Sunstar, Sunstar. Yeah, ha ha! I'm gonna remember that someday. <laughs> um, is thwarting evil doers, punching a bunch of guys. They're falling out windows, and Jesus <laughs> is just like standing there waiting for him to be done. And all of these thugs are falling through the window in front of him. Yeah. Sunstar comes out, and he's just like, "Where's everybody?" I healed them. <laughs> Why? Because they needed to be healed. Yeah. I can't question anyone anymore. Or I can't question any of them if they're gone. Like, yeah. oops. <laughs> well. Yeah, there's just a bunch. Of, and then, but 
that's a joke. But what makes uh, Russell so good is after that joke, he actually puts that into like a, a lesson, mm. <laughs> like a real Sunday school lesson about the difference between what you can do and what you should do and how to really make changes in the world one person at a time. Within, it's so crazy within, within the, the context itself, of the book. Not the letter at the end that you love. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. funny. Yeah. I actually didn't see that as a joke. I oh, thought it was just the, like... Well, the, the punchline was that he healed them. But yeah, like yeah. everything after, like that's a joke. Mm-hmm. Everything after that was yeah, this yeah. actual like lesson about hmm. humility and and godliness and humanity. Now, is this the same guy who was doing some of the Hanna Barbera stuff? The that Flintstones. Was so good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked when he sees the cross. Oh yeah, like, what is that? What? That's a trigger. Like, why would you put that? He actually <laughs> says trigger <laughs> warning. Like, yeah. Why would you think that that is the most important thing about me? What I did. And he goes into like yeah. that wasn't the most important thing about that day. Like, yeah. why do you keep talking about that? Uh, <laughs> he actually says uh, trigger warning. Why would they make such a big deal out of the fact that I was crucified? Like, that's what was important about me. <laughs> Back then, the Romans handed out crucifixions like tote bags. Nice. <laughs> this is great. This is a really yeah, fun read. I got to read it. All right. Yeah. Did you happen to notice what the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil were? Oh, yeah. There were peepees and vajayjays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting because, you know, biblically, that is when they know, yeah. you know, to cover Sexuality themselves and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah shame. Yeah. Shame. Bodily shame. Yeah. Yeah. And in the background, Adam is actually like discovering his penis. <laughs> right. There's There are so many layers on this book. Yeah. Like on a surface. Yeah. <laughs> on a surface level. <laughs> It is. It's it's satire. It's right. just it's one level of satire. But there's actual like, there's a lot of levels and layers. If you can get past like oh, the yeah. blaspheme of the conceit, yeah. it's actually a really good read. And nice. I don't see it that way at all. I no, mean, me neither. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't see it as uh, as being blasphemous, but as this is like it seems exactly how he would act, mm-hmm. and it's so genuine. Like he acts in such a genuine, caring way. Um, I also like that there is no hell. Was cool, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's another layer. Is like God's a dick, but he also seems to not be a dick at all. Like yeah. he's he really cares. He really loves humanity. He's just annoyed by them a lot yeah. too. And he created them for entertainment, and then they are killing each other all the time. And you know, um, what a bunch of diddle dicks, right? Yeah, it's a good read. It's yeah. definitely nice. worth check it. it out. Yeah, yeah. Mark, did you like it? I'm glad you guys liked it. <laughs> not not your cup of tea, man? No. Well, I don't think it really thing that um, Monty Python, Life of Brian, and Bill Hicks didn't say first and better. Um, it's like that whole thing with uh, the crosses and the, it being a trigger and everything. That's like an old Bill Hicks, Hicks joke. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> and I think it's Bill Hicks. But um, he talked about it. It's like, you know, it nailed me on a cross and that's how you remember me by it. Um, but uh, it it just felt. I don't know. It, it's and I'm no I'm no holy person or anything like that. Um, I didn't like blasphemous or anything like that. But I think that it was I, it just to me that the, the humor didn't land for me as much. Um, I get what you, I I like the pairing of the the uh, the pacifist and uh the the uh, aggressor i guess um and just that that they can sort of learn off of each other and mainly it's like jesus learns of this hero, but it looks like the superhero is going to learn something off of jesus that's like one point of the book yeah, basically yeah. uh it happens if you're making a movie out of this um but uh yeah i don't know 
I, I just think that the comedy was either at times too broad or just something that I that that I've seen before. And religion is such an easy target, I think, a lot of things. And uh, I mean, j- but it's also like I can understand why people would get offended by people poking fun at religion because for the longest time I read, I I still do read comic books and in many ways that was my religion Uh cool to read comics. And when people were making fun of comics, um, I would get that defensive kind of like almost resentful, angry sort of feeling because of that. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I, in many ways, I just feel like it, it. I just didn't get the humor. That's the that's the the was the main thing about this. It's not gotcha. that I didn't get it. It's a it's comedy book, it and it didn't. It wasn't funny for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. At the same time, um, I read Ecstatics this week, and it wasn't as. It, it felt a little bit more original in the way the comp was going. It felt a little fresher. Um, it, this was a. Well, trying to give. Message. There's a lot of, of just kind of uh, snark involved with a lot of the stuff that was going on, like especially the Garden of Eden stuff and, and all of that stuff. So it's it, it just felt like I felt like I'd seen this before in some some way or form. So I wasn't as impressed, but um, I like the to it and everything. But I, I just feel like I've seen it before. OK, hmm. so it's like being told the same joke. Yeah, um, like too many times. It's like it's like someone being like, "Oh, you know what Clay Man should draw?" Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, what, all right. what should he draw? Um, he should draw Clayface. Oh! <laughs> all right. Last but not least, War of Realms. Maybe, maybe least. The War of Realms Omega Number One by uh, Jason Aaron and Ron Garney and more. This is basically we have wrapped up the War of Realms, which was awesome. And then this is like, well, we want more books to come out of this. So we're going to put War of Realms on it and we're going to call it Omega. And it's just going to be an ad for the upcoming books. It's going to be intro points for upcoming books. Epilogues for War of Realms. So prologues for the problem shit. is, well, I guess I guess the idea is to get people who are enjoying War of Realms and want to continue the adventures with these characters to move forward. This is not something that one would pick up out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder if maybe this would have been better served as like a free giveaway. Like, had, uh, like had a dollar book? Or- a dollar book of something for me to put in a bag uh, when a customer comes in and I go, hey, here's four or five, four books, four books that are uh, coming up. It's actually, there's only, there's um, so it's four stories here, but one is just a wraparound. Yeah, there's gonna be nothing with Daredevil. It's that's just true. A three it's just yeah, sh- and then Malekith isn't gonna have a book. No, but I oh. guess you know what? Maybe yeah. I guess I guess it's all right. I just felt like this was an ad for other upcoming issues uh, and series that I didn't really need, but I still enjoyed reading it. I love the wraparound bookend mm-hmm. story between Daredevil and Heimdall. Heimdall. Uh, I thought that was cool. That's by that was written by Jason Aaron. I, I really yeah. I honestly don't care about the, the way the Punisher where this is headed. Yeah, that one that was the most boring one. So um there's the he turns the, those people into cannibals. Excuse me? 
What? He burns up the he burns up the giant. Well, they're they're oh. not cannibals because that's that's a it's that's a, a different species. Yeah. But oh, it's, it's still fun. a human sized person. I mean, if a deer talked, would you still eat venison? Not that deer. Not that one. Like Every other deer. It's yeah, you're right. Annoyed, I guess. But <laughs> all right. So would be already. So anyway, <laughs> there <laughs> there are four stories. Um, the wraparound story is um, Heimdall uh, meeting up with Daredevil to give him his sword back, or to, for Daredevil to give Heimdall his sword back. Um, what's happening with Jane Foster? That one I liked. That one I liked a lot. I liked a lot. Um, she is now the new Valkyrie. Which um, I don't know if I care about her being the new Valkyrie, but I'm enjoying the story as it's going. Yeah, I, I, she's it's just not a really like great I went, character. Oh man, I, I'm so, I'm so stoked for a Valkyrie book. But she's it's still really, in it now. It's just that I I want more of her as Thor, and I'm not going to get that. So we'll see how this goes. It's like uh, Thunderstrike. Eric <laughs> Matcheson becoming Thunderstrike, or uh, listen, like a, there's got to be a Green Lantern there. That I mean, there's there's eight uh, Green yeah, Lanterns. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, like Kyle Rayner. Well, but they can still be Green Lanterns. When he became loved- Ion. He yeah. did. That's right. And I didn't like it. And then he got and, a, and Guy Gardner yeah. became Warrior. Yeah. 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 All yeah. those things. Or then a Red Lantern. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. This does not bode well, is what I'm saying. <laughs> for me, for me personally. Especially if Jason Aaron's not going to be writing the Valkyrie book. Yes. Him and Al Ewing. And then oh, and Al Ewing. Wait, you like Al Ewing. Why do I like Al Ewing? What did he, he do? Didn't he do something liked? recently he that did. you really he did? did something and I was like, hey, this was real good. What was it? <laughs> Hulk. Yeah. Oh, it's Hulk. Immortal Hulk. Okay, now I'm on. Yeah, he's on stride. I'm on board. Yeah. His other like um his earlier Marvel work was a little uh it was a little impenetrable kind of really it was really dense it was um yeah. the Ultimates two, the you know sixth dimension type stuff with the yeah and then there's um crises. the Loki story where he like, really befriends the tiniest giant yeah that was a really sweet story I actually liked it it sets up the status quo of uh, Loki the ruler but not an antagonist which might be interesting at least it's something different mm-hmm. or different for now. Or for Marvel. Yeah. I find that interesting that it's almost like Loki's going back to Loki from mythology, mm-hmm. who's not a villain necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, He's uh, just a scamp. He's a scamp, and some of that may have been added in um, by Christian missionaries, evidently, that like all of Ragnarok uh, may, or may have been influenced, and Loki, God of Mischief, becomes more evil right. rather than just like the guy who gets them into, but also back out of trouble. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. sinner. <laughs> I gotta say, I do like, and I, I'm not a long time Avengers reader, so I don't really know the origins of Loki back in the day when he first appeared. He was pretty much a villain. Yeah. I really do like this current Loki, and even the ones we get from the, the MCU, the movies. I think that's like, why this is happening. He is uh, kind of a bad guy, but he's also kind of got a heart of gold sometimes. He's a wild card. Like a he's a wire. <laughs> yes. He's yeah. a wild yeah, card. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But, and then we get this fucking Punisher story where care. it's like the Punisher kill crew. Get he's the, no, he's killing all the monsters that left these kids orphans. Is that related to the Skrull kill crew? Well, I think yeah. they're just using. Yeah. The, I don't remember the name. who they were though. It doesn't work. The Skull Kill Crew is a great name. Skrull Punisher kill crew? kill crew does not does not. Fall well, does he have a crew? It looks like him with a helmet. Maybe he's got. Maybe he's going to get a crew. The helmet is cut. his crew. Yeah. Oh, yes, it will be revealed yeah. in the book itself. Punisher, kill <laughs> They crew misspelled cut. crew. Did they, though? Did they? Um, but did they? They did the original thing, too. And then Heimdall, at the end, gives Daredevil a couple of uh, sticks. Batons. Huh. Batons. Made out of the um, <laughs> the Tree of Life. The, the yeah, tree. yeah, so that I don't think that. I don't you know. Grozzle? 
He drowsled. The, not the tree of life, but like the one that binds all the nine worlds together. That one. And probably life, too. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, I mean if... For Rizzo, my nizzle. He drowsled. Yes, it was just Yggdrill yeah. earlier. He gets to Joe. And Thor's uh, Mjolnir, the new Mjolnir is made of... Uh, it has a Yggdrasil branch, Yggdrasil. right? Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't like... I don't know. I don't like it's. Uh, it looks you like want it to be a good old handle. I, like I, handle. I do miss the strap. Yeah, that's all I, I really miss. Yeah. There's no strap. How's he going to well, whirl currently. around? Right. <gasps> oh oh no. shit! I mean, oh, no. I'm looking for a He's six gonna issue. It. It's going to be a six issue mini, just about like the right type of leather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this was fine. I didn't need it. Better get no. that strap on. Strap, strap on. Better strap put that strap on. on. <laughs> 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 All right, are we done? I mean, after Mark, that. Mark, did you read this? <laughs> no. I don't think so. Look through it. I'm not interested. I'm less interested just by browsing through it. Listen, <laughs> just everybody read War of Realms. It was awesome. Yeah, just the spine book, and if you like other stuff, stick with it. And I'm, or just oh. listen to your special. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh. Uh, Thank you, Mark. JD has a, uh apology or... uh. Um, not an apology so much as like a, Noel, you were right. Oh, no, you about, were right. Why about you right? Mike Del Mundo. Mike. Oh, okay, guys. All right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. All over the cast of pod. So Say um, it. I have been talking about Mike Del Mundo. Noel's like, oh, you should read Thor. And I'm like, but it's got Mike Del Mundo art and I don't like him. And then because I enjoyed War of Realms so much, I was like, let me read this Thor issue that just came out this week and also dealt with her becoming Valkyrie, right? Mm -hmm. And also the relationship between the Thors and Dad Odin yeah. was great. Oh, such a good issue. Oh, God damn it. And the art was really nice. The art was beautiful. And I texted you guys and I was like, "You, I am eating my words. Mike Domundo has come a long way since... I forget what what did I know him from originally? Legion, maybe? He had done a Marvel Legion book. Honestly, I don't know. The first stuff of his that I read at all was really the thor this uh, this new thor series but yeah this newest issue is so i could see beautiful i could see why his work is divisive especially for like big superhero comics yeah. but two or three issues in like it was killing it yeah, and i kept trying to tell you guys really nice it. so i do i apologize it's much better um anything else before we jet yeah this that reminded me of a song Oh, no. I left my wallet in Mike Del Mundo. <laughs> I got to get it. I got got to get it. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Mark. <laughs> I felt bad. Yeah. See, it's El Segundo uh, well, is the original. The left my... Hey, yeah. Ryan. And it's, <laughs> oh, yes. I don't oh, mind. this has been breaking down a joke. <laughs> 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 the fundamentals of Stay tuned for breaking down, breaking down a joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler right. alert after dark. I've been your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week was Mark underscore L underscore Miller. You can find him at mlmillerwrites.com. Question I'm mark? also opening at Zany's this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got to type five. Got to type five. Free fish and chips. Um, Noel, where can they find you? Uh, I'm just on the social medias. Okay. Um, at? Oh, at Mr. Bartocci on the Twitter. B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I. -C -C there you go. I'll do it faster next time. Sweet. <laughs> uh, That's B-R-I-A-N-L-I-E-B. 
the word design. Dot C O M. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spelling out dots. It's D O T C O M. B R I A N. None of this. Get it right. None of this B R I E N bullshit. Brienne. Yeah. And you can help the show out. You can rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you find this podcast. You can. Uh, donate using uh, what's the name of that place? Money. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. Credits. Uh, also give Mark some money at Patreon slash ML Miller Writes. M L Miller. That's it. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. And you can just give. Money I'm also at ML yeah. Miller. So I mean, I'm. I'm going to be posting my uh, review of Midsummer. and I want to see it. Uh, a couple other movies. I just posted the sequel to the 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 uh, woman called Darlin, which was directed by Pollyanna McIntosh from The Walking Dead. Huh. Wait, the woman has a sequel? Yeah, it's wasn't that Darlin. a Lucky McKee movie? Yeah, yeah. I remember that movie. It was very interesting. Yeah. What's? I'm yeah. sorry. It's called it's, Darla. It's called Darlin. Dar- it's a direct sequel to the woman. Like Darling. D a r l i n. Okay, cool. Darlin? Yeah. Darlin. Oh, maybe I'll check that out. I don't know. The is first that, one was a little... It was, she, yeah, wrote it and it was she wrote it, starred, and directed it with Lucky McKee uh, oh. to write it. But, so it's not um, the same woman? He helped produce it, too. Same actress? Is that the mean? same actress who played the woman the first time? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. And, the, and, in the, and in that movie, The Offspring. All three are Jack Ketchum books oh, that interesting. Uh, put out. I believe and, I read. Uh, she's the played woman. the woman in all three of the I, movies. My my like the short version of I don't know if I liked the movie, but I'm glad I watched it. Same. Yeah, that's wrong. It at. offended yeah. a lot. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's an intense movie. And it offended a lot it's of people. Very intense I, movie. I, I believe it cans. Um, people walked a out. A right? lot of people mm. walked out of it. Yeah. Mm. So they were well, very offended. I'm curious to check it out. All right, thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.